forever. Dog. When your first choice is a big old bus, you turn around and boom, you end up with us. Our number is 213-536-9180. Our, our email is sloppyseconds_pod at gmail.com. Now, on with the show! Are you ready for some sloppy seconds, you stupid little fucks, you nasty little fucks, you dirty little stupid little fucks? You better stay at home, and you better wear your mask. I'm Meatball, and that's Big Dipper, and welcome to Sloppy Seconds with Big Dipper and Meatball! Hello! Do you like Hello. a face shield? Are you into, like a like a, like a face shield? I can tell you what I'm into. I'm into a face shield and mask combo. Oh, you want to be the double cover. I want to be the double dutch, honey. But isn't that kind of like when people wear two condoms and it's worse? <laughs> I don't think that that's... Isn't that bad when you I don't wear think two condoms? It makes it break more? Oh, probably because of the friction in between them. But I don't think that there's any amount of coverage right now that wouldn't be enough. Yeah, that's true. I mean, the doctors wear all the PPE they can imagine. Yes, honey. Wait, so are we making pickles? Is that we're the We're making vibe? pickles. Okay, it's so what happen. happened was that we were... You know that last week we made the carbonara. And this week we were supposed to talk about what we were going to make... Me and Dipper, he came to my garage sale, and we talked, and we're going to make pickles. Finally. That's the plan. We're going to make the, the same recipe, or should we surprise each other? We should... Let's surprise each other, because then we'll just you get a taste for it. Yeah, and we'll exchange the pickles. Yes. Do we have any of those pickle shirts left? Yes, there are a couple. Oh, yeah, go to... Um, Meatland.com. You don't even know the merch website. Go to, okay. No, meatland.bigcartel.com and buy our pickle t-shirts with me and Dipper as pickles. And then we're going to make pickles. Look at that. Full circle. Oh, my gosh. It's the circle of All life, right. honey. Well, let's well, take a break, and then we're going to be back with our very special guest. better is easy with factors delicious ready to eat meals every fresh never frozen meal is chef crafted dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes you'll have over 35 different options to choose from every week including calorie smart protein plus and keto also there are more than 60 add-ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long when my fridge is stocked with factor meals i'm like Oh, baby, I don't have to think about this. Mm -hmm. Like, it is so nice. The combinations are so good. I am a meat eater, but the vegetable options, there are so many. Like, I remember I had like a, it was like a mushroom with pasta and like a cauliflower rice. And I was like, the mushroom is filling. Like, there's plenty of uh, portion, there's plenty of vegetable, and there's plenty of flavor. And I am usually sort of not a microwave person. Mm -hmm. Very cool that this quality of food can just be heated up in the microwave. And so fast. I also love it because I am a, a very much into ordering delivery. I and know. now having all the food there, I can kind of pick what I want and it's ready in two minutes. I don't have to wait an hour for stuff to get delivered. And these are way healthier options than ordering delivery. Completely. And when they have multiple things in them, you know, sometimes it's like, oh, if I cook for myself, all I'm going to eat is the biggest bowl of pasta you've ever seen in your life. But this oh, is yeah. like, you get a little pasta and the chicken and a vegetable all in one dish. Looking for gourmet meals? Try meals that feature premium ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp, truffle butter, broccolini, and asparagus. 
And Factor meals eliminate the hassle of prepping, cooking, or cleaning up. All you got to do is heat up and savor the good stuff. Customize your weekly meals with the flexibility to get as much or as little as you need. Pause to reschedule deliveries that suit your lifestyle. And we're celebrating Earth Day all month long with Factor. Look out for the Earth Month Eats badge on the menu items for their lowest carbon footprint meals. Head to factormeals.com slash sloppyseconds50 and use code sloppysecond50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box. That's code sloppysecond50 at factormeals.com slash sloppysecond50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box while your subscription is active. That's a sleigh, baby. Uh, we are back, and we are very excited to have our guest with us today. She is a drag legend. She's known for big hair, short dresses, and dirty jokes. It's Lady Bunny! Hi, everyone! Hello, hello. How are you? I'm good. How are you doing? I mean, I get on this podcast, and you're talking about exchanging pickles <laughs> and all kinds of uh, uh, well, you know, for what kind of mask you wear, but you know, my my doctor uh, told me to double mask. Doctor, feel good. And I said, why? He said, because nobody wants to see the top of your face either. <laughs> <laughs> I was fishing for a compliment. <laughs> I did do that the other day. I put a surgical, like more medical, like papery mask, and then I put a fabric on top, and it made me feel very secure. And I, I honestly had a better attitude out in the world because when I see people not wearing a mask or it under their chin or not covering their nose, I just get internally so angry. But like, I can't control that. So when I'm wearing two of them, I'm like, you know what? You do whatever you want because I'm protected. <laughs> That I started getting those filters and putting them in the masks. Go off, Diva. Yes, well, you can buy them at dragqueenmerch.com. Oh, really? Put, putting yeah. them inside the mask? Yeah, it's yeah. like a tiny little filter that can slide into a mask. Some of so, them have so, holes in them. Oh, so, so, so you mean meatball, with all of the communicable diseases that you care about, you're really that stressed <laughs> about getting COVID? <laughs> Who snitched? I only had the syphilis once. Okay, okay. Well, yeah, you know, I was on the train um, the other day and the subway, and there were two girls who were had masks around their chin, so they clearly weren't averse to masks or conspiracy theorists. They got off the train and put the masks on. And I was like, um, no, that's right. the opposite. <laughs> You're supposed around. to have them, you know, be be less careful in uh, open spaces, you know. But there you are on the train, enclosed, you know, with probably inadequate ventilation with your masks around your chin. So, yeah, I mean, listen, you can't, you have to, you got to protect yourself. You know, you, right. you, that's what, be, be, that's because, what we've been saying. No one else is going to do it but you. Well, people are going to do what they want regardless. And, you know, listen, don't, did you ever marvel before COVID when um, I guess someone said, you know, that, that 
deli employees behind the counter should wear like uh, those latex gloves and and you know while they're preparing the food and then some and then they they prepare the food and then they ring you up with the gloves with the glo <laughs> and it's like no you don't you're wearing the gloves and you don't even <laughs> understand the purpose of gloves so listen we can't move to big cities to be around all different kinds of people with all different kinds of you know information that they get and learning i mean that, that's what you're going to get in the city you know you're going to get all kinds of people believing all kinds of things speaking of city you are a new york city legend um mm -hmm. and you basically helped define maybe even probably more than one era of drag and performance in like queer history in new york um, do, do you mean era or error <laughs> well, maybe I a little bit of both. Depends on how you look at it. I think but, so. so you're you're from are you from Georgia or you're from deeper I'm, south? I'm from Chattanooga, Tennessee, which is actually two hours north of Atlanta. Uh, born okay. in Wilmington, but my parents moved to Chattanooga when I was five and I grew up there. And then the you moved to New York pretty young, right? I, I did. I um Oh, and you should have seen the horse and carriage that the pyramid went <laughs> to pick me up. It was, uh, you know, right after they had invented the wheel, and we were mesmerized by the spinning action. No, um, I I moved to Atlanta when I was about twenty, mm -hmm. and uh, hooked up with RuPaul, the Now Explosion, La Homa Van Zant all of those people and lived in it. I lived there for about two years before moving to New York and went, we went there for a gig uh, and we never came back. I never came back. <laughs> and actually they were, they were all so jealous of me that I, that I just stayed there because I mean, you know, I just had a, a, a sale and told my roommates sell whatever few pitiful belongings that I've gotten from thrift stores, you know, for my share of the rent, I'm out. And my sister lived here at the time. So actually they were all, all of that crew that brought me up here were not even secretly jealous that I stayed. Oh, so you pulled a fast one. <laughs> no, I didn't pull a fast one. I just did what I wanted to do. And they were bitter <laughs> they, because they, they thought that they had something worth staying in, in Atlanta for. But that scene began to, you know, die down. And they, they, they followed my lead a couple of years later. <laughs> So and what so, did you start doing when you first got here or well, to I, New York? So I worked. Uh, so I arrived in drag at the Pyramid Club, which was drag queen owned and operated. That was their slogan. Yes. The actual the actual owner was not a drag queen. He was not gay. He was but the, it was it was run by. So I, I was I was like many others, um, a go-go dancer. Um, and, uh, you know, <laughs> known for my energy. <laughs> That's a long time ago. I will know. But you who know, was I, your cocaine dealer? Uh, yeah. Exactly. Um, no, oh, honey, those were the, the, we didn't just we, we didn't have enough money. We didn't have enough money for wigs that didn't come from the thrift store, you know. So we didn't definitely didn't have any money for that. Like we, we if we we might score a hit of E, but there was no there was that the cocaine came with Michael Aligan when we started getting booked in bigger clubs. The, oh, okay. the pyramid oh. was, was a, a drunk and a heroin place. Ah. 
So we weren't, we weren't. Classic. But no, yeah, I, I would go, go dance of occasionally, of you know, dropping my fee to <laughs> undercut the other go-go dancers. Oh, you know. <laughs> um, you know oh my God. I, I mean, you know, the, the, you know, and I've told the story, you know, before, but so I lived with my sister, my real sister, the lady Jan, and um, she lived deep in Alphabet City by the uh, projects um, on Avenue D between, mm-hmm. um, on fourth, between Avenue C and D. And mm-hmm. so <laughs> one time, I was walking. I just got into to New York, and and so some guy steps out from behind a car when I'm drunk and I've gotten off work at the Pyramid in Drag, feeling like, oh yes, I finally got paid, you know, because honey, RuPaul didn't pay for gigs, the Now Explosion didn't pay for gigs. Right. So like I've actually come to New York and made, you know, fifty dollars or forty dollars in in drag, you know, and I was walking home and a guy. Uh, with a gun pops out from behind a car and uh, says, give me all your money. And I oh just no. looked at him like, uh, uh, what? And, and, you know, I mean, I, I just ran. I mean, I, my life was worth less than $50 oh my at that God. point, And it has depreciated considerably. <laughs> and so, you know, New York was a wild time uh, back then. And, um, you know, we were, you know, no, I mean, when I was hauling my suitcase of drag, there were like you know the gangs had whistling codes where you know there would be one hiding in a dark doorway and then there would be so when you would pass they would do a whistle signal that meant either you know here comes a fag (laughs) with luggage oh my god and then their friends would jump out and get you so i mean no i mean this was a heroin area this was um this was this was not a super safe time and you know we glamorize it and and of course when you look like you don't have anything which is a look a look that i maintain to this day <laughs> not, you know you, you, muggers don't really bother with you <laughs> you bring up a great point saying that you glamorize it because like i remember watching you know wig stock which where's the best place to watch it because i just watch it on youtube i just go back and watch (laughs) the documentary but yeah well um i would too netflix for a little while and now it's gone yeah okay i mean it just like just obviously you built like that whole empire out of that but there's a little bit of history there about sort of working at the pyramid club and 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 stumbling across the street to the uh the amphitheater in what park Tompkins square Tompkins Mm -hmm. square park and then Mm -hmm. you know like having the first one and that that to me it just seemed like um I don't know. Art uh, art and queer art is really easily commodified right now and we see obviously drag queens who get e- young queens who get into drag and performance because they see it as a viable career path to celebrity and money. Right. And what I love about that documentary and hearing stories of that time in New York is that the need to do the art and the need to perform and the need to express yourself was just that a need, not an avenue to gain something else. Well, I mean, 
I'm sure that in the back of our minds, you know, we'd come to New York seeking fame and fortune or whatever. But my goal was, well, first of all, you know, for the first, you know, five to 10 years that I was in New York, I was kind of like, finally, I'm home because I spent time in London and I'd spent time in Atlanta and, you know, but I hadn't spent, uh, you know, I mean, I, I never felt like there was any place that was home for me until I got to this crazy scene at the pyramid. So my goal was to showcase the drag at the pyramid to a wider audience, not to make money, but because I thought it was so great. And, you know, right. I'd come from a very traditional drag scene in Atlanta, which I'm not saying was, wasn't great. It was, <laughs> um, you know, it was just very Melissa Manchester, you know, ballads in uh, uh, butterfly sequin tops and Tina Turner impersonations. Um, so the pyramid was, you know, much funkier and, you know, I mean, there would more likely be impersonating, Joni Mitchell uh, as John Kelly did in the the first Wigstock the movie or um, he also did an incredible Mona Lisa, uh, Janis Joplin, uh, Ema Sumac, just the more more offbeat you know divas or just doing some act based on a forgotten record or fronting their own band, uh, performing poetry, you know, uh, n- not just lip sync, which is, you know, th- that's kind of what New York queens are known for. Right. There, mm-hmm. there, there, there's plenty who are great that lip sync, but so in a lot of parts, you're known as you 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 become known as a celebrity impersonator, mm-hmm. um, which which also that was never big in New York. Oh, right. okay. That was never. I mean, there were celebrity impersonators, and you know, I'm not saying that they're bad, but it was it was more like the lip syncas and Flotilla DeBarge's, Joey Arias's, um, you know, the the people who created a character of their own that that wasn't you know a strict impersonation, even if it did take tips from you know people who we liked. Is there a moment when you remember that? you felt like you sort of came into lady bunny uh <laughs> sorry i mean sort of i think i phrased that but had a little bit of no, yes, it is. But, and, it, it, and how it, did you come up with the name the lady bunny well, uh well if, if, if i can answer the question about how did i came came into the lady bunny well i'm just i i don't know but i need to now that i can come into myself i need to learn how to felch it's just, it's just we large, love a felch queen we do love a felch girl way, so i need to maybe limber up my back um the uh the the name oh god um so in atlanta most of the drag queens were doing, you know, like 80s drag. Mm-hmm. And, uh, well, it was the 80s. They were wearing, you know, like, you know, typical, like, you know, shoulder pads and, you know, uh, and and stuff that I kind of hated. Was it like a lot of dynasty looks? Oh, of course. Stuff like that? It was, okay. It was, it was it was dynasty and it was kind of designing women wave you know or new romantic or Ugh. you know whatever you know uh you know that 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 kind of thing i mean i, I left atlanta 
in 83. So, um, but so in we the the now explosion was the band that RuPaul and I would just go to hang out with and go go dance with. Now right. they uh, were a little like a funky version of the B fifty two. So they had you know the 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 ridiculous costumes and um and and I was very inspired by the B fifty twos um sixties look. And so my look, my look was whatever I could afford from the thrift store <laughs> together. Um, but you know, I like a, a, a lot of trippy patterns and I mean, you know, I'll, I'll wear the same shit today, but also some like, so my attempt was not to be one of these ladies of the 80s sexy mm. showgirls mm-hmm. it, even the way that i did my makeup was a little bit like it, and it was a joke because i mean and I, didn't, I didn't have an act but i mean it was like i was i thought of myself as like a like a little bit more ladylike than some hussy <laughs> like some what? hussy like, like some hussy that was wearing a um a um <laughs> Like a an, an Anne Margaret, you know, or Bob Mackey inspired thing, and I don't mean I don't mean ladylike in my behavior. I was a messy, messy drunk and a slut, but I thought it was fun <laughs> to, to have the 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 look that was a little bit more um, demure, just because it was so like, what is this thing? All about you know, and it, it also so it was it was it was. <laughs> It, it was it was artsy. So Bunny is a preppy kind of a name, like Muffy. Uh. Oh, sure. And so um, a Bunny was also the name of a, a, a show I know you both will remember. <laughs> um, to tell. Uh, Gomer Pyle. <laughs> oh, sure. Uh, Sergeant yes. Carter's. No, you don't. Sergeant yes, Carter's do. uh, uh, girlfriend was named Bunny. And Bunny was also like a psychedelic model. Um, on a Marv, I think Marvel comic book um, that I collected. Oh, so oh. It, it was Bunny, Queen of the In Crowd, and she had psychedelic outfits. This was in the late sixties, and lots of mini dresses. And then, so there, it was, it was Bunny, and then there was a dark. This, this, it was made by the same people that make the Archies, so everyone had okay. the same face, right? Um, but just <laughs> different hair color. So there was one that was. So Millie was the nice model, and. Chili was the mean redhead. Yeah. So um, anyway, that, that and and then the idea of lady. Well, you know, like Lady Chablis. Well, right, that's just yeah. something that drag queens call themselves to like give themselves like a touch of class. But since I was a touch of trash, I did it as a as a goof, and that's uh-huh. why sometimes there are um, there used to be quotes around lady as if. It wasn't really a lady, but that was like such an end joke that no one got it. And it still wasn't, it wasn't funny then. It isn't funny now, but yes. I think I'll change my name to the Lady Meatball. No. Well, now, now, RuPaul will still always call me the Lady Bunny. Oh, because yeah. it's old school, because that's where it was. No, she just likes to aggravate me. <laughs> no, but, I mean, <laughs> well, the, the thing is, I, you know, I was like, you know, as, as, things began to take off a bit for me um you know people my name was appearing in print and right. the 
quote lady unquote bunny they right. were always getting it mixed up and putting you know the, the quotes around the or or the, i said just fuck it lady bunny easy uh. right? you, don't, you don't want you don't want your name in show business to be a head scratcher yes that's true that is the truth so um Speaking of your name appearing in things, I feel like if you look at any sort of um, iconic queer cinema, yeah, you will pop up in there somewhere. Anytime there's a club scene, anytime there was ever, you see that big wig, and you're like, oh, there's funny. <laughs> oh, whether she is. like whether you have a, yes. Oh my god! And then you also have just made your way into like a lot of just like actual television. Like I, the first time I think I ever saw you, imp- like for real, for real, was on the roast of Pamela Anderson, and okay. I was like, "Who is that? I love that." <laughs> what was that experience like? And how did you get asked to be a part of that? Well, Sandra Bernhardt canceled. Uh, That's oh. how I got to be a part of it. <laughs> it's good to be number two. Hey, it's always I'll, nice I'll to be a number it. two. Um. You know, I uh, it, what what was it like? I mean, it was really fun uh, hanging out. And um, at one point, I was drunk after the show, <laughs> and I remember like ex. I'd been talking to Pamela Anderson and Tommy Lee, uh, and and uh, and and we were all I think toasted. And I remember you know, like saying bye, and then like walking out of this curtain, and then I opened the curtain back up right after I'd left, to, as if I knew that they would still be like looking at me, and they were. And so I actually <laughs> went to my car, imagining that I could take Tommy Lee's. Uh, I mean, Pam Anderson's man. <laughs> so, so, like, that, a beautiful the, strut to the car, just I, in I, full delusion. I know, complete, Ooh, yes. com- complete, complete delusion. Um, but I tell you, it was, it, it, you know, professionally, I mean, it, you know, listen, that was the biggest, that was the most watched special um, of, of all time at that time. Yeah. So, um, but I had submitted all of these jokes that were, you know, prefaced on me being Pamela's, um, uh, long forgotten and much less attractive twin sister. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and so I had some really great jokes and they came back and said, I submitted them and they said, these are filthy. Can you make these like really tired jokes about the other roasters? Um, You know, uh, like saying, oh, Jimmy Kimmel, your boobs are bigger than Adam Carolla's or like, you know, just like, like ways for them to plug comedians who were currently on Comedy Central and my set completely bombed because they gave me the jokes that they wanted me to say. So, I mean, they edited me way down. I was still glad to be a part of it. I'm glad they edited me bombing out. But what I didn't know, because I'm not really a stand-up and and roasting is like a very particular part of of stand-up. I did not realize that they should, they would go out say a few of their own remarks, then go into their set. 
So that would get the audience on their side. Right. You know, so, you know, I, I didn't have, you know, joke writers working, writing for me, but no, I, I mean, I, I certainly enjoyed the experience and it was, it was, it was fun to be on it. And I love Pam and uh, I love meeting Anna Nicole. Um, uh, she was so much fun and so sweet and so ready to laugh and uh, you know, Courtney and I uh, knew each other and had some mutual friends and, uh, you know, she was uh, uh, her usual fun nutcase self. It was a wild night. Wait, so what was your first, like, big, and we're, we're going to take a break after this, but what was your first big Hollywood gig? Like when you showed up and it wasn't just like someone with a camcorder, but it was like a set. Someone with a um, camcorder. <laughs> well, um, I was cast. I was cast in a hip hop movie. Okay. Called Fly By Night. At least that's what it was going to be called in the US, where I don't, not sure it was ever released except straight to video cassette. But I will still get a six cent check of for, from Fly By Night when it airs Ooh. in Hong Kong or wherever. What? So it was so ridiculous. It was. This is how pathetically. Wait, I'm Googling it. It says 1940. It's 1990, 1992. Oh, got it. I, the one I saw said 1942. Sorry. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. Okay. Now, anyway, so they the, the casting call called for drag queens dressed as Dolly Parton Diana Ross, Joan Rivers, and probably, you know, like Cher, but get this, make uh, uh, roasting marshmallows over a fire in a garbage can in a homeless uh, encampment. Sounds like oh, an East Village but, to me. Well, I mean, <laughs> but, but the thing is, no one, I mean, that, that they, if you think trans was misinterpreted, honey, they didn't get drag right either. So by the time we were, and I guess they cast me because the big blonde wigs is something similar to the Dolly Parton, you know, when, and I had a few lines. So by the time that the, um, the, the that we were supposed to shoot, I showed up in the same dress that I auditioned in, which was kind of like a charo. It was kind of like a budget Bob Mackie with strips and you know all the. And so every other person uh, was now a trans woman of color, and then there was me. Oh, and so and so I saw the director. We were we were like getting. It. I'll tell you who worshipped me was the hip hop guys. We were if they could have just filmed that and released that as extras, we were jamming. I mean, it was we, we were howling and f flirting, and it was a mess. But so what happened oh. is they we they were ready to shoot our scene, and they got us all together. <laughs> 
I could, I, they said, you know, do you want to sign this paperwork? And, you know, all feeling all grand. And I was like, oh, no, I'm rehearsing my line or whatever. And so the, the, I could see the director looking at me in the middle of all of these trans women of color and, and being like, oh, no, not that one. So I rushed over and I said, I'll sign that paperwork now. And then a minute later, they come over and said, you know what? We're not going to be able to use you. So I still get six cents for for that. that. Oh, you weren't even in it. No, no. That is a smart Hollywood move. That is. You always send that paperwork up front. Well, someone had realized that the script, you know, before they put the actual studio money behind it, that this made no sense. And that that Cher and celebrity impersonators were not going to be roasting marshmallows in a homeless encampment. It was just too, too ridiculous. Well, love so th- that. Yeah, that was that was my first. <laughs> I love um, that they okay. just saw one of your giant wigs and were like, "That's Dolly." They were like, "Caster." Yeah, well, Get maybe maybe the accent. I don't know. <laughs> uh, we're gonna take a quick break, and we will be right back. Okay. And we're back. Do you have you ever oh. seen Wicked? Do you know no. Wicked? No, no, I don't care for the music. <laughs> Wait, do you mean the music in the musical, or just you don't care about musicals? Oh, I like musicals. I mean, I don't like most of them, um, but I like. I don't like the winding, winding, going nowhere, hook free. Uh, music of wicked it's just it's so like it's just going 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 and it's like what's the hook what's the i'll hook? tell you what the hook is it's when she goes Ooh, ah, that's well, the hook if, baby. if it sounds like that then i wonder i don't like it <laughs> <laughs> no this I, is the best day this is the best day <laughs> just getting dragged i want to <laughs> ask when did you start with the giant big hair like your hair is the biggest hair in all of drag iconic when it's iconic i know one drag queen has stolen one of your wigs um trixie no uh, no i mean <laughs> no, you're, no, you're right one of your she's stolen ones. she's stolling all of them she's uh, new uh, <laughs> um when did i start well you know i always wanted the hair to be as big as possible and um you know it was just a question of how to do it and uh, my biggest wigs were created by Chris March from, uh, uh, oh, I yeah. think, people, what was it, Project Runway? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think was, it was the first season, maybe. Well, he was. I met him at the Wigstock premiere in um, in uh, San Francisco of of the movie, and uh, he had on, on a, a like a gigantic Wonder Woman. Uh, black wig on and the Wonder Woman costume, and he was you know fairly heavy. So he's fat. He, yeah, he he did it. He did that <laughs> Wonder Woman look again years later with glasses and a diaper coming out of the leotard, and, and that, that, that's that's actually a viral um, image that that has been around. So I mean, it's just a testament to his. You know, creativity. He he died a couple of years ago, and I he was one of my favorite people. Oh, so um, let's talk about your music. Let's do it. So I love. I was watching. What is it? There's an HBO documentary 
Um, drag time? You, yes, drag time. When you sing the Pussycat song. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and I that was the first time I ever heard you do that song. But you, I mean, you as a performer, you sing live um, or you lip sync to your own pre-recorded voice mm-hmm. uh but you are a vocalist you do sing live and you have put I, out i don't lip sync to my own voice that much anymore because jackie b gave me such a hard time really uh, well the thing Wait. is it's it's in clubs the clubs aren't set up with monitors in, yeah. in drag clubs they don't if you you just pump actually they should be because um the you you, you feel like you're singing if you're lip syncing to something loud so um uh, I, you know, I, 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 when you're performing parody songs and the track just comes on and it's really loud and then you're on a dead mic in a uh-huh. drag club, um, or, or even some of those crappy systems where when you're on, when you say something into the mic, the volume of the music goes down. The talk yeah. over feature is yeah, the worst. That? So, it's so, like for calling bingo games so you can like hear the number uh, or whatever right. it's so but dumb I, yeah but i mean so so i realized that in a so i'm not i'm changing the words they have to it has to be a crisp microphone crisp. and if you don't have moni- monitors mm-hmm. then you um you don't know how loud you are and yeah. you end up screaming and you don't so anyway so i i i for a long time i did uh so, well, but, you know, there, there's a lot of dance artists who sing on top of their own Everybody vocals. Does. Because, yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, you know, if you listen to a song like, um, all the girls in the party, look at that body shaking that thing. Like, <laughs> I mean, that's like, that's like 50 tracks of a right. whisper. Yeah. You know, so I mean, there's no way that Janet could come out in the stadiums that she plays and say, "How they cast in the party?" I mean, there's no way. It's just you know, no, it's that's like, not going to happen. So, right. so, so you have to, you know, there, there's there's little tricks, or you know, you know, sometimes people put put a little backup, like a half track yeah. of their yeah, voice, a little boost, on, on it's a, a little vocal note. boost, just something right. to give so, something to work so, with. Yeah. So, but so for singing live, like starting like cabarets and that sort of thing, um, like what what was the first parody you ever wrote? Because you've written so many parodies. Uh, If you could read my behind love, what a tale my thoughts would tell, just like a stretched out pussy, the kind your mama sells. When you reach the part where my hemorrhoids start, the asshole would be you. All but assholes often smell. (laughs) Does it just come, has it always just come naturally to you to write these songs? Well, it it does, but uh, sometimes I've worked with other uh, writers. Now, when I started music was not as fragmented as it is today because today you either know trance or you know uh, tribal or you know hip-hop or you know country or you know we 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 it's really easy to parody you can't parody a song that no one knows right. so shares believe li- ricky martin live in la vida loca um you know uh, lauren hill doo-wop i mean these were always these were across the board smashes that everyone yeah. knew so it's like you know if if i nowadays if i would were to parody and ariana grande song yeah and the younger people would like it anyone over 40 is gonna be like i don't get it 
Well, is that how people are feeling about your WAP video with Flotilla de Barge? Dry ass pussy? Yeah. You know, the original was so crazy that, um, uh, you know, we, we, we could only go sicker. And, um, you know, what <laughs> yeah. I think is funny is that Cardi B, like, released that on a Friday. The next week she was interviewing um, uh, Joe Biden. Biden. Yeah. And I'm like, you know what? I am never going to listen to censorship bullshit again. She is a mainstream artist, you know, and this song is filthy. So there's clearly a huge audience for it. And I'm not going to make excuses anymore about, you know, what I do because, you know, it's like, I, I I'm, I'm not from the cancel culture generation. If you hate something, avoid it. Move yes. on. Yeah, exactly. I just want to thank you so much for the lyrics, macaroni in a box. Macaroni that's in a box. Dry. That's see, the best, funniest but, thing but see, I've that, ever but that's, heard. that's one that you need to know the original to know. Um, right. You know, uh, but I, I just love doing it because it is just shameless filth. It's just, yeah. it's just nasty and it's it's not a self-help message or it's not trying to be a drag queen story hour and you know that's the kind of drag that i do and you know that's why flo and i wanted you know to do it because we are we can be raunchy yeah well we were having a debate meatball and i about well you were saying why does she put the emphasis on ass like Uh, that wait and i was saying you're singing it as a woman talking about how dry your pussy is and meatball was saying no you're talking about your ass pussy pussy. like dry ass pussy uh no i I think we were just trying to mimic cardi but being white i probably didn't get (laughs) Uh, i think it was the white inflection (laughs) yeah Yeah. there is one where i say all the other ones were um, you know, exfoliate your balls with this dry ass pussy. But there's one where I said something, something, something with your dry ass. There, there was one that was off. But you know, we had to record this in. I said, Flo, if we're gonna do this, we have to do it in one week. Mm-hmm. Writing to uh, because this is the 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 bloom is gonna be off that rose, and no one's gonna be you know wanting to hear about it. Right. So, um, you know, we we did and had some fun times doing. It Flotilla DeBarge is an old friend, and at one part, at one point, she wanted to chop some of Megan's because I was Cardi, she was Megan. Not that we were either. We, I mean, I took Cardi's lines, and she wanted to chop something off that was hard to say, and accused me of wanting to do the Cardi part because the rhythm was easier. And I said, "Bitch." We're rapping. Try to be black. And she said, okay, Karen. (laughs) Okay, Karen. Okay, well, let's get into this because, um, like, you mentioned it. There's a whole new generation. The younger generation loves uh, cancel culture. Uh Uh, The social justice warriors. I really admire your take your political stance your 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 the vision that you have of the world and i think a lot of people who pay attention to you know that you have like a political mind and i think people who sort of just see you as a drag queen aren't you know like or just see you like in clips as a performer don't sort of know that you have like full a brain full, full, <laughs> 
full, yeah. well, not even that, but just like there are, you know, there are a lot of performers who don't, who aren't as like tapped in or 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 informed, mm-hmm. and so I'm just curious, like. I don't know where you stand on that because Meatball and I are sort of stuck in the middle where when when people talk about language and, you know, specifically around gender identity and, mm-hmm. you know, within the queer community, everyone loves to, you know, we're we're sort of part of a generation where we're like, yeah, we should be all evolving and, and tiptoeing around people's and respecting people's pronouns. And, and, and of course, like having empathy for everyone, but we're also old enough to sort of say like, you can't tear down an older trans person from another generation who isn't using the proper language an 18-year-old is shoving down their throat. Correct. You know what I mean? Well, I know exactly what you mean because, you know, it 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 was I I I will never tiptoe around a community that I feel so connected to, right. I will go up and say, Hey honey, you know, uh, what, what's, what's going on? You know, I mean, I, like, it, you know, I don't, there has been an attempt sometimes through RuPaul's drag race to separate the drag and the trans community. Mm. Give up. You will never there. Are, if, mm-hmm. if, if there are transphobic drag queens, you're in the wrong business. I don't care whether you work in clubs or whatever. There's going to be plenty of trans people. We value them not because we're trying to be inclusive, but because they're great performers and fun people and part of our community. And that's always the bit, been the way that we've seen it. You know, mm-hmm. I remember uh, I think Amanda's Lapore's book. I, um, uh, tweeted something out to be a supportive friend of a trans person that's been in my life, you know, whatever, just to say, say Hey, you know, she, we're kind of from the same scene. Check out her book. She's got a book and yeah. tagged her and whatever. And, and I, I wrote the, you know, the most famous transsexual in the world. And a couple of younger people jumped down my throat and one sent such a nasty, abusive tweet that I don't remember what it said, but I did take a screenshot because I'm fascinated with all of this stuff. Like, like, I mean, he, <laughs> they, they, they weren't threatening me, but it was like, they felt that, 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 I mean, it was like, you fucking, you know, asshole, you know, kind of, they felt that they were protecting the trans community and right. perhaps were on extra high alert because um, I am a drag queen and they're trying to separate uh, drag queens and trans people. And by separate, I don't mean differentiate. Mm-hmm. Of course, there's a big difference. I mean, to to th- there's uh, trust me, there's a lot of forces in in our media and in Hollywood that would love to separate people mm-hmm. because we're a lot of us are very similar and are feeling the same way if you can't mm-hmm. work at home then your paychecks have stopped your bills have not right. i don't care what color yeah. you are i don't care what's between your legs that is that that, that so so there there one, one person who took issue with me saying that amanda was the most famous transsexual you know was willing to engage with me and i said babe she that is what she built herself as yeah that's what right. i was gonna say her whole the whole time years. so yeah. you're you're censoring actual trans women while thinking that you're defending trans women you are defending people who t- went to a gender studies course and decided that these are now the wrong uh words to use i i, I would not be promoting a friend's who is happens to be trans uh book if i had anything against trans people and you know what 
a lot of people aren't even going to take the time to try to understand it because they aren't friends with trans people. They don't know any trans people. You know, there's a lot of people, if, if I can't understand what, um, you know, people are, are going on about uh, in my own community, I mean, my God, there is no one way to do, you know, anything. And so I, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm not going to tiptoe around my own community. No, right. I'm, not, mm-hmm. I'm not going to tiptoe around them. In fact, what happens if you get something wrong? Yeah. Or should you be canceled? Forever? How, forever, in a forever ditch somewhere, because you made never a do mistake? anything ever again? Yeah, but exactly. why are we jumping from zero to 100? Like, say, if you made a racially insensitive remark, you are not on par with uh, the Grand Wizard of the KKK. Correct. You know, if you, um, you know, didn't understand or, or misgendered someone, then you are not Donald Trump or someone trying to take trans people's rights away yet the cancel culture makes those the same mm-hmm. you know right. um you know for, for whatever you want to say about you know rupaul who is considered the ultimate you know transphobe i don't think rue is trying to take trans people off of health care or prevent them from uh you know right. uh, serving in the military it's yeah. just that these people want to seize upon uh, Rue, because it's easy to seize upon people who you see, you know, it, you, you know, in the arts, and we are so celebrity uh, driven that it is just absolutely nuts. I mean, well, were- we also, you know, it feels more accessible to sort of fight within our community because we can get people's attention more so than people completely on the other side of an issue. It also feels wild to me that in the cancel culture idea. Um, the whole point is wanting to promote education, the correct terminology, the correct point of view, the correct, you know, whatever that means. But there's never an opportunity to engage and educate. It's just cut, cancel and move on. Mm-hmm. OK, well, let me give you an example of something where I had to just say, all right, we disagree. <laughs> um, I have a trans every day woman no, of kidding. color friend. Uh huh who is a Trumper. And I mean, she is QAnon. She is complete. And so, so so before you, y'all want to say, Oh, believe every word that every trans woman of color, I'd love for you to get a load of this one who I finally said, darling, quit texting me this stuff. If you want me to look at it, I can't read this shit on my phone. Email me a link. So I I, I got five emails right away. One was, one was a video with a header called coming soon for your kids. And it was a, a video obviously not coming soon because it was 20 years old from the grainy footage and what the woman was wearing saying that they wanted sex education, you know, in schools to learn about condoms, um, you know, gay sex, anal sex, you know, oral sex, the VD, you know, all this kind of stuff. And I, I said, no, honey, you have HIV. Why would you want people not to learn about condoms. And she said, well, 
I was molested as a child. And it's a question of when they learn about that. So, so at that point, I have to back up and say to this friend who has looked out for me and who I love, um, all right, well, I was not, I didn't have your experience. So I don't, I never thought about the correct age for, and I'm not going to have kids, you know, and, and, and da, 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 da. And so, you know, it's like people have different experiences that lead them to different, uh, you know, decisions. I mean, you know, she, she is literally one who feels that, that other children like her, are in danger and that Trump is going to be the one that, you know, that, that, that stops the child trafficking that they, you know, conveniently forget about his ties, Trump's ties to Epstein. You know, they love to go on about Bill Clinton's ties to Epstein. And, uh, you know, so, I mean, you know, but at the end of the day, after we argued over five of these emails, I said, well, you know what? You go down your rab. I'm glad you don't trust the mainstream media. You go down your rabbit holes on the right. I'll go down my rabbit holes on the left. And are we still getting together next week? Because <laughs> I'm not willing to dismiss her. Some of the, her comments on the other emails were shocking to me and it made me feel differently about her. And I wish that I hadn't heard them from her. But when I broke my wrist... Who was the one that came to look after me? This is a true friend, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. So, so I'm, I'm, it's, it's just, I, I feel like it's, you know, I, I can't speak much about religion with people who are just sold on, you know, religion. I mean, I watched Gladys Knight and Patty LaBelle mm-hmm. on, on the Verzu's <laughs> thing last Versus. night. And, and, Versus. and, 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 and what is it? Versus. 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 Oh, okay. Y- y'all, Yours. y'all. <laughs> the internet spellings didn't, you know, sorry. I, I actually, Greek mythology, Verzeus. Come on, Verzeus. On the top of the mountain. Well, yes, um, Gladys. so Gladys said, I don't understand why everyone's so angry. You know, we need to leave all this up to him, meaning God. And I'm like, oh, oh. no. So call off Black Lives Matter. Let California and Oregon, uh, you know, burn down burn. because he wants it. I'm like, girl, she needs to take just a some midnight rich, train to yeah, heaven. That's just well, some rich bullshit. Well, they, you're exactly right. She's not worried about the police bugging her at Mm-mm. her. Listen, I don't know what if actually I don't know. I don't exactly know what that meant, but it made me it 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 it. I mean, if you're that kind of religious person and I have them in my extended family who believes that God controls everything, well, then he wanted the coronavirus. Yeah. It, it may be the pestilence warned of in the Bible. What you was know? that? Uh, is he a Greek Orthodox priest who said the uh, the uh, coronavirus was punishment for the gays and then he got it the next week? Did yeah. you see that? <laughs> he made this big proclamation and it was like, it's only affecting gay people. It's for the gays next week. And he a, during that week, and he's sucking dick. During yeah. that All week, I topped him. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> All right. Well, we've Speaking made it of- to the end of the episode, which is now our favorite segment, Meatball, which is Fuck Talk. Fuck Talk. Oh. Now, oh. I heard in a little from a little birdie that you like to suck condom, suck dicks with two condoms on them. No, not <laughs> What's with that two. Like? Not with two. Oh, three? No one, crazy. <laughs> I 
Okay, but what is that like? I've never done that with a condom on it. Okay, listen. You must. Okay. (laughs) I'm fine. Listen, listen, darling. Tell us about it. This is what prostitutes do. Uh, because they do so much volume that they can't be, you know, and they and they need to look good enough for somebody to pay for it, and they're not going to look good enough with sores hanging off their mouth. So this is what prostitutes do, and I'm the the free prostitute. So there's a good there, for so, you. So, so listen, I, l- l- listen I, when you're meeting men on the street you, or on an app or wherever, <laughs> get your, if, you, if, if you trust men, you are insane <laughs> not meeting men on the street so were you, is it you go for a flavored condom no i don't I, you I, just I, like that regular latex taste i like the the what well i i love it when i have to bust out the magnum but um <laughs> uh, but no i mean trojan makes um uh you know regular size and a larger size but the the that it, it does have some lube on there which helps if your mouth should get dry because you've been doing coke i mean because you have corona i mean because you have, I mean, I, wait I, I got mixed up but no listen it's it's just when there's a sheer volume of tricks um. that you need to be extra safe and you know some guys would say you know oh you know it doesn't feel as good they would usually come but they would say, does it feel as good? I'll say, well, you know what? There's a redu- you're complaining about reduced sensitivity. There is reduced sensitivity in my grave if there's something <laughs> in your dick that's going to put me there. So, <laughs> so would you do? Would now, you there, say- there, there was one guy that I did not do that with who was my regular piece for 15 years. And I mean, he was married, but he he, he wasn't having sex with his wife. Oh, would okay. you and for, now is there a special wig for this? Is there a smaller wig or is it just <laughs> no. no honey, they get trolley part and come into the door <laughs> with the leper and lower lash on because I'm I mean I don't I know I don't want pictures of me, you know, uh with my own hair or with a light lip gloss floating around the internet. And I, and there's a famous drag performer who put out ads as a man and as a drag and she got them mixed up. The doorbell rang. She threw on a little bob and a little bit of lip gloss and it was the twink wanting the big black daddy. And then he, the twink said, oh, you dressed for me. Excuse me. I forgot something in my car. And she said, she said I never heard gravel hit my window so <laughs> so so you got to keep your hustle together ladies because oh the, 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 we you oh know, my god so, yeah i mean oh you my know, but, god i'm dying what percentage <laughs> of these tricks are you in drag all of them do you exclusively have sex with a little wig and some eyelashes on okay well here's the real deal and I shouldn't even be getting up, up secrets like this, but oh, just tell it, us. No, just I, I need to know. I, I'm not that promiscuous anymore. Okay, so you meet them the first time in drag, and you lay it on them so good 
that they want more. And they start mm-hmm. calling back and say, hey, babe, I'm in your neighborhood. And you're like, oh, no, I'm not dressed up right now. And I want to look sexy for you. So you put it on them. And then they say, oh, no, how, when, can't you just put on a little bit of lipstick? You're like, no, it doesn't work that way. Um, you know, I, I want to look sexy so that when I get on that big dick, blah, 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 you know, it, it let, you know, by then they will accept anything. I mean, no, ah. they, they, they would they would do head of lettuce. So then from then on, you you, <laughs> no, no. you, you, don't, you don't even really need to put the wig on. Uh, no, <laughs> I, I'm no. I'm, I mean, listen, there's different kinds, mm-hmm. but most, uh, you know, um, most uh that had that had it with the wig don't mind it without the wig after they've experienced it and they liked it maybe some you know right now you know some governments <laughs> especially yeah. in new york i know they released the whole thing about sex and covid and they really are encouraging glory hole usage uh-huh are you gonna set one are, up do you like a, a glory am I, holes? Am I, set, <laughs> set one up why would I need? Why would I need to set another one up? <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> well, look. I, okay, so, 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 look. I mean, it's it's like this. Men can't get hard looking at my face. So glory holes have long been a part of my. No, <laughs> God. Oh my God! So, and so, and so, you see, why do their dicks need to be hard? My face is hard. <laughs> so, um, no, Liz, I mean, the thing is, I did invite someone over, okay. and he followed me over to the bed with the mask on. Said, "Honey, you're just going to have to stay over there, and we're just going to have to, you know." pleasure ourselves and he tried to make it kind of it was pitiful but he tried to make it better by you know like talking sexy and making it verbal and i think i kind of killed the moment when i had to turn my hearing aid up um but it was across the room and you know what are you gonna do but um and it was so awful that i invited him back the next day um so um you know i i i i talked to a friend of mine who said you know, that he met someone and uh, f- fucked him raw and went on pre- pep, not prep, pep. Yeah, because he was negative and uh, and 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 he thought he might have been exposed. Then he, he said that he the guy stayed over um, and they were kissing. Uh, you know, and then when I said, "Okay, super spreader," so what part of the? What, if what, so, we wear the mask to what? Keep the particle part particulate or whatever it's called away from places where we could breathe them in through our mouth or so i'm not quite understanding that and you know he said you know that i don't know it was it, i i said why wouldn't you be on prep if you don't like using condoms which you're actually yeah. supposed to use a condom with prep i don't think that's done yes that's how it works yeah but but is that what people do i don't think that's no not, people don't i don't do think that. anyone does yeah, that so no. so he said no 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 i don't have a problem with condoms my lover was hiv positive uh, for years and you know i always use a condom um to fuck him and and i was like so what made you 
decide to, you know, fuck this stranger raw. And he said, oh, I was watching raw porn. I was like, you know, monkey see, monkey do. Is that what we're talking about here? It's like, you know, I mean, we listen, we, we, we've got to protect ourselves. And, you know, you know, it, it, it's sometimes we do feel, let me do something a little dangerous. Right. Because we've been good, you know, and we haven't gotten, you know, the virus or we've mm-hmm. gotten it and gotten over it. You don't want to I don't want to stigmatize victims of a global health pandemic. But, you know, sometimes I mean, listen, we, we it, it, it's it's rough. And in the same way that we're not going to be able to really perform or, or 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 bop around on dance floors, you know, possibly until there's a, a vaccine, even though 45 percent of the people currently say they would not take the vaccine. Um, so when the clubs and when the restaurants open i'm sorry but there can't be this rampant spirit of permissiveness there has to be iron-fisted enforcers Mm -hmm. you know it's got there's got to be you know um it's gonna it's gonna be different yeah yeah everything will be different i think from now on which you know Maybe Sucks, 10 years but... on the line, we'll be grateful for it. But right now, it's that <laughs> tough spot, and we all just have to, you know, lean in. Lean in. Yes. Um, thank you so much for being on the show, Bunny. My pleasure. Yes, thank you Any so much time. for coming. love you. Oh, you this... can follow uh, Lady Bunny at official underscore lady underscore bunny on Instagram. <laughs> you still have uh, your special that people can go look at on Voss events, right? Is yes. it still up there? V-O-S-S-Events.com yes. and it's called Lady Bunny in Contagious. It was released uh, in June and I, it's mostly, it's great. It's most, thank you. It's mostly COVID humor. I thought we would not be still needing humor about that by this point, but I was wrong. So if you're, <laughs> but here we are. if you're in the house and you want to laugh instead of cry, check it out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's great all right thank you so much for listening to sloppy seconds you can follow us on instagram at sloppy pod send us an email at sloppy seconds pod at gmail.com or call with your fuck talk story to 213-536-9180 you can follow big dipper at Come big on, dipper jelly tones. and spiciest meatball on instagram and fat drag meatball on twitter and don't forget to subscribe so you never miss an episode which now come out every tuesday and friday that's right. Thanks for listening. Bye. Doodle doo doo forever dog. Sloppy Seconds is produced by Forever Dog and Moguls of Media. Mom! Hosted by Big Dipper and Meatball. Mixed and mastered by William Pitt. Executive produced by Willem Belli, Alaska Thunderfuck, Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. Our artwork is drawn by Christian Cimarroni. And our theme song was written by Mike Malarkey.